You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Neil here. Before we begin, uh, this episode actually was recorded a while back, and in between the recording and the current release date, we unfortunately lost Stan Lee, uh, a comics titan, and uh, since this is the MCU laid on me episode and uh, the fact that he had a huge hand in the MCU, uh, we just wanted to uh, update the the episode before it came out. Uh, And uh, with me here right now is our special guest for this episode, Dustin Resch. How's it going, Dustin? Good, Neil. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for, for joining me for this extra little recording. Um, since you're an artist uh, and you have been for a long, long time, uh, just wanted to ask you before we started the episode, before it gets going, um, you know, what Stan Lee meant to you and uh, how he influenced you. Uh, yeah, so Stan Lee was a great big influence on me. I was a, a comic collector as a kid, and uh, I mean, I haven't kept up with the comics as an adult, but it's still been a big part of my world, especially since the Marvel movies started coming out. Um, I do uh, the Denver Comic Con each year, and I've done a few out of out of town shows uh, with the art based on the MCU as my primary offering. So I do a lot of drawings of the movie versions of the characters that uh, that he created, and uh, everything that I do has been influenced. I I had the How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way book in high school. Um, so yeah, uh, Stan and Jack Kirby and John Romita and all those guys were. Uh, something I don't know what life would be like without. Well, no, I, I think that's uh, that's really special, and uh, you can tell the influences that he had on you and your artwork. Uh, so before we get started, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun doing this game, um, and I hope everyone listening enjoys it. Uh, right before we get started, is there, just off the top of your head, uh, one comic that you think people should check out that Stan Lee was involved in? Yeah, I... And I don't know whether he was a direct writer, but there was one called Moon Moon Knight that hasn't been involved in the MCU yet. And I loved loved that comic back in the day. And I'm hoping then he'll get added to the new canon in the films. Wonderful. We'll make sure everyone to check out Moon Knight. And uh, thanks for joining us uh, for a quick intro here, Dustin. And uh, we'll get right to the game. Thanks, man. How's this? I'll ask a question. Of course, Jazz question. Now you get it right. We roll. I know everything there is to know about Miles. Lay it on me. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
Hello and welcome to Triviality. Uh, this is Ken and I want to just take this opportunity to say I am Iron Man. Uh, joining me today in the studio are Neil, Jeff, and Matt. How are you guys doing? Doing great. And we are doing a special MCU Lay It On Me with our special guest, Dustin Resch. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, Iron Man. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Um, really quick, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I am a, a web designer by day, but I'm working on an illustration career, and I do a lot of uh, comic book art that I sell at Denver Comic Con and a few of the others, and I'm also working on a children's book illustration career. That's awesome. Um, so DustinResh.com is where you can go to find all of both of those kinds of art and uh, links to the both my Instagrams, both my Twitters, both my Facebooks. Awesome. And my Etsy store and my T Public store where you can buy stuff. Yeah, and we'll throw a link to all that on our on the Facebook page too, yeah. so people can reach out to you there. Yeah, he's got some great art. Make sure you guys check it out. Yeah, thanks. And obviously, you're a big MCU fan, and probably Marvel in general. I would assume. What What does that stand for? Men's Christian University. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. Graduate Marvel that's Cinematic Universe. Ah, uh, the old MCU uh, turned ten recently. Crazy how far that's come. DC's hot on its tail though. Aquaman's coming out, so <laughs> look out, look out, Marvel. <laughs> Shazam. Hey, Shazam! Shazam looks good. I'm not. I'm not mad about that. Well, uh, Tim Evans was nice enough to write us some more questions. He is, of course, the uh, quiz mercenary, and uh, he wrote some more questions that he was happy to provide to us for this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Lay it on me. So, are you ready? Lay it on me. All right. Question number one. What is the name of the group of World War II soldiers led by Captain America in the first Avenger? The Howling Commandos. Yep, that's right, Howling Commandos. Ooh. I like that first Captain America movie. I like it a bunch. I've been rewatching everything. Um, I'm realizing the second Captain America movie is my favorite of that series, and just better than I thought it was when I rewatched yeah, it. Is that Winter Soldier? Yeah, yeah. that one's that yeah. solid. That one's top five overall. All, for sure. all I remembered afterwards was like the whole big crashing triple helicarrier thing, but there's so much great story leading up to that in that one. Yeah, and I, I, do, I do love the first one. I have a soft spot for it because it's uh, directed by Joe Johnston, who did the Rocketeer. A lot of Rocketeer elements in that yeah. one. Hmm. Skinny Chris Evans, not the best CGI looking back on it. Hmm. All right, number two. What late 90s bank heist movie does Tony Stark use as a nickname for Thor when they first meet in Avengers? It's also used in 2018's Thor Ragnarok. That's the famous Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves joint, The Strongest Avenger. I mean, Point Break. Yes, that's right, Point Break. Via con Dios. Of course, I'm sure he's referring to Swayze's uh, brilliant hair in Point Break. As Bodhi. And Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. I, I was thinking Johnny Bravo. You're right. It's Johnny Utah. A uh, little oh, aside Johnny about uh, Point Break. There was a show here in Chicago. It was a live play version of Point Break. And every night, an audience member would audition to do their best Keanu Reeves impression. And whoever got it got to play Keanu in the play. That's great. Yeah. Did they drop him out of a trap door at the top of the stage and say, <laughs> pretend you're falling from an airplane? No, they should have. What they did do is they gave him a piece of paper and they had to go, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's uh, somewhat difficult, so I'm going to give you a couple choices. But in Guardians of the Galaxy, that would be uh, the first one, which song on Awesome Mix Volume 1 is the first to be heard? Is it Oh Oh Child by The Five uh, Stair Steps, 
Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, I'm Not in Love by 10CC, or Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. So, the third one that you said is the one that you hear when he's in the cave uh, finding the orb and the stone for the first time, but I believe... Can you read me the fourth one again? That's the one I'm going to pick. Spirit in the Sky. Oh, no, then... Hold on, I'm getting all the numbers wrong. Um, I once want to bet on the artist of that song. It's the one. It's the one he's listening to as his mother's dying in the hospital. Can you give me the choices again, real quick? Yeah, "Oh Child" by the Five Stair Steps, "Come and Get Your Love" by Redbone, "I'm Not in Love" by Ten CC, and "Spirit in the Sky" by Norman Greenbaum. So I was getting the numbers wrong. Uh, the number three, I believe, is the first one used. Number two is the one in the cave. Okay, so you're going with uh, "I'm Not in Love." I'm not in love. Yep, that is correct. Not Ooh. in love, 10cc. Things are going to get easier. I, I had no idea about that one. That's that's a great poll. Thank you. Yeah, I love Chris Pratt. Uh, Jeff and I are both huge fans of Parks and Rec, and uh, I loved that he took over uh, the character. of. Well, he didn't take it over, but he originated Star-Lord on screen. He's really good. I think the the soundtracks in that are just phenomenal, too. That's one of my favorite parts of those two yeah, movies. I, I find myself listening to those uh, from time to time. I actually just follow Gunn on Spotify because just whatever he's listening to on a day-to-day basis is usually pretty interesting. You should probably follow him on Twitter, too. Here it gets <laughs> interesting. He's a cool guy. He is. <laughs> All right, number four. Which of the following was the name of the very first Black Panther who united the five tribes of Wakanda? Is it Bast, Bashenga, Kevin, or Sian? Hmm. Bast is the cat goddess that they get the whole Black Panther mythos from. Uh, so I'm going to have to say Bashinga. It is Bashinga. Wow. Job. Sweet. S- still uh, still killing it. And five. In Thor and its sequel, Thor is aided by his fellow Asgardian warriors, a group called Lady Sif and the Warriors Three. Can you name uh, at least two of the other three warriors? And, uh, you know, if you can get all three, go for it. Does it get, like, laid less on me if I get all three? <laughs> we'll, we'll see what Tom Cruise has to say at the end. Yeah, I want to see if I can block one of Tom's bullets. Um, the Warriors Three are uh, Hogan, Volstag, and Fandral. Yep, I think you got all three. And Shazam played Fandral. Yeah, se- the, second the second time. Around. The second, second time. third time. Yeah, I yeah. believe it's uh, Zachary Levi, uh, Tadanobu Asano, and uh, Ray, Ray, not, Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. Thank you. Yep. All right, I'm going to pass the questions over to Neil to take the helm from here. I loved him in Rome. Oh, you did? Yeah, when in Rome. Never been to Rome. Uh, All right, uh, moving on to question six. I'm going to cover one of my eyes. Uh, When Nick Fury is attacked in his armored car in Captain America the Winter Soldier, Dustin's favorite of the series, the vehicle is severely disabled. What system on the car was still fully operational? That was Kit, Uh, right? He was trying to get airborne. That was disabled. The armor became disabled. So, let's see. After that, the propulsion came back online where he could drive. But I think it's the like the countermeasures. The big machine gun is the one you're referring to. So I'm going to say the conventional countermeasures gun thing. Uh, so uh, what I have here actually is the only thing that was uh, that was working was the air conditioning. <laughs> okay. So that was the only thing still fully operational. So air conditioning. Uh, all right. Um, if number... the dude would have had hair for the wind to blow through, I would have known that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you and Nick Fury both, yeah. Missing your Tell visual cues. Uh, so uh, number seven, uh, when the Jarvis AI becomes part of Vision in Avengers Age of Ultron, 
Tony replaces it with a different AI program. What is the name of his girl, the new AI program? So there's a couple girl names. I think Veronica is what they call the satellite thing that Hulkbuster comes down from. So I believe it's uh, her name is Friday. And uh, a reference to the film, His Girl Friday, correct? Mm. His Girl Friday is like the fastest talking movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you want to see like a great like old timey chatter movie, that's the one you should watch. Yeah, anytime. Uh, and and if there's a great video online that you can uh, watch about Cary Grant and other actors, Catherine Hepburn and whatnot, about uh, why they sounded the way they did back in the old days of film, uh, it's called the transatlantic accent. So, mm. so look that up. It's a cool little three yeah, minute it's video. Pretty interesting. All right, uh, number eight. Cap isn't so great with cultural references, but he did catch a reference to something from his era aboard the Hell Carrier in the Avengers. What movie was uh, was referenced, and also what specifically was the reference? You said from his era, not the era he was sleeping during. From his era, correct. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm thinking of a Winter Soldier reference. Oh, it was uh, Flying Monkeys and the Wizard of Oz. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I understand that reference. (laughs) That (laughs) is the the best scenes in that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, All right, and number nine. What does the acronym Shield stand for? Get at least three of the words right. Four for bragging points. Okay. It is the Strategic Homeland Intervention and Enforcement of Law Division. All right, well, you only needed four, so you did get four, but it is the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. Mm. So you did get four, though, so that's correct. I think I got five. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. You got... uh, Five out of six. Okay. Yes. Thank you for that. There are six letters. I'm only here for bragging rights. (laughs) Uh, Yes, exactly, yeah. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. All right. uh, Moving uh, right along to the next question, number uh, 10. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm done already. Here we go. All right. Carmitage Kathmandu is the headquarters of the Masters of the Mystic Arts aided by three sanctums around the world. In what cities are the other three sanctums located? London, New York, and Hong Kong. That is correct. All right, moving along to Mr. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. (laughs) Jeffrey (laughs) Culver. Do I have to redact my middle name again? Because I'll do it. So uh, what's the score update here? Uh, Dustin hasn't gotten one wrong, has he? He has gotten one one wrong. wrong. Oh, that's it? Okay. So in danger. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very slight danger. Tom Cruise is 450 miles away, but he's gaining ground. Thanos has four of the infinity gems right now. Was it just the one out of the six words in S.H.I.E.L.D., or what did I... 
Uh, what was number Air six? conditioner. Air, Air conditioner. conditioner. Ah, that's right. The one that bald guys can't show or know. <laughs> that's right. All right. On to question 11. In the first Avengers film, a S.H.I.E.L.D. operative playing a classic video game on his screen gets called out by Tony Stark. What game was it? That man's playing Galaga. He doesn't think we can see him, but we can see it. <laughs> and uh, you are quite right. He is playing Galaga. Question 12. What name does Tony Stark give to his Hulkbuster armor, which first appears in Avengers Age of Ultron? It's a play on the name of Dr. Banner's first love. So I was talking earlier about Veronica being the name of the satellite, and I don't know if I know another answer for the name of the armor. Let me think for a second. Uh, so Thunderbolt Ross was the general, and uh, Liv Tyler was... Betsy or Betty? That, so it is. Okay, that explains Veronica. I never got the reference till just now. So it's Veronica as a joke for Betty for his first love, Betty. You are uh, quite right. Uh, Stark says he's already had a Betty, so uh, ah. he names it Veronica. You just work through that right now. <laughs> that's pretty. I did. It's pretty amazing. I don't think you're ready for this, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well played. Uh, question thirteen. Other than Avengers: Infinity War. Thanos has only spoken lines in two films, post-credit scenes included. Name both films. In Guardians of the Galaxy 1, he uh, speaks to Ronan, giving him instructions and making him feel like a little Cree. And uh, it's the post-credit, and he says, I guess I'll have to do it myself. And if I'd have been watching these in order to study, this would be a lot easier. So bear with me a second. He, he looked a lot different in the original uh, scene, too. They uh, changed him up a little bit. It, you know, it wasn't too bad. It was, yeah. it was a little different, but... Yeah. He was it, a different purple. Yeah. Like the golem between Lord of the Rings Even 1 in the and comics, though, he's much... like a bunch of different purples. Maybe that's what this episode should be. It's not Tom Cruise. It's if uh, if Thanos will snap or not. So Yeah, but then he's still got a 50% chance That's true. Survive. That's true. <laughs> So then we'll flip a coin. <laughs> the, the whole reason I've been going so hard now. is that I'm mad at Tom Cruise permanently for getting the rights to Jack Reacher and making me so that I'll never see one of those movies. <laughs> so I don't want to. I don't want to get it laid on me by the Mad Titan, just the Mad Dwarf Tom Cruise. Ooh, careful! <laughs> Neil's a fan. Oh, that's okay. I, I'm a big I'm a, fan. I'm a fan of much of his work, but lately he's five six and is playing a six five guy. That makes me nuts. So he's five foot uh, tops. Stalin for time. He's playing Michael Jordan in the new autobiographical movie. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. The end of Thor Dark World is when they bring the Aether to the Collector. I think it's at the end credit scene of, uh, like the second end credit scene of Avengers Age of Ultron. All right, so the two films in question, the first Guardians of the Galaxy and a post-credit stinger in Age of Ultron. Wow. I always remember Sweet. it. I always remember that cuz it doesn't make any sense there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. do what yourself. Do like yeah. you just have a glove with some spangles on it. <laughs> question 14. What was the name of the Shield/Hydra project in Captain America: The Winter Soldier that was tasked with preemptively dispatching future threats to Hydra? Okay, uh, it's the the network helicarriers that uh, I thought I spotted a continuity error while they were talking about this, but I realized that it was saying it's predictive because it talks about Stephen Strange when he's just a regular doctor, but it somehow predicted that he was going to become a super magician doctor when it was calling out threats. I think it was called Insight. 
And uh, you had the right insight on that question. It was Project Insight. Wow. Uh, there was a bonus question he had written, uh, and the answer was Dr. Stephen Strange. Yeah. <laughs> so. that, that is a point of continuity that people argue with, because depending on the timeline and when that happened, he might have already have been Stephen Str- or Dr. S- Dr. Strange or whatever, depending on how it works he out. He Dr. Strange. Yeah, but when, like... When he's writing his Lamborghini <laughs> before he crashes it, he gets a phone call talking about cases he might want to take, and one of those is definitely referring to James Rhodes being crippled at the end of Civil War. Mm-hmm. So... Don't start. <laughs> I don't think I want to know if uh, I want to know what kind of bonus credits I get for psychically predicting the bonus question about psychically predicting the answer to that bonus question. Well, uh, we'll find out in the end game. Man, you uh, think I'd know that already? I don't think I ever cried so hard as when he crashed his Lamborghini. What what a waste! Because of his spine and hands, or no? Because I, I I cried really hard when they smashed the Audi R8 in the first Iron Man, and then they upped their game by so smashing the Lamborghini. Only care about cars. Yeah, that's passengers. It. Okay. They wrecked a bunch of them for that shot too. I was more sad about the Cobra getting burned when he was testing flight in the Iron Man suit. Yeah, that was a great car. Yeah, I don't think that was an actual original Cobra though. But okay, <laughs> car talk. They're worth too much. <laughs> All right, uh, question number fifteen. What song is apparently Tony Stark's choice for Iron Man's epic introductions? It is heard in most movies with Iron Man and is specifically used for his intro in Iron Man Two and the Avengers. Um, I was, I normally don't study for anything and I never studied for anything, but I've been really trying to be an organized guy and make notes and, uh, specifically took note of how much ACDC Tony Stark is into, even though he wears the black Sabbath shirt and, uh, it's shoot to thrill that he uses in those cases. I believe that is the, uh, on the backs of the pipes of Brian Johnston, uh, shoot to thrill by ACDC. That is funny. I I just realized that you're right. He wears a black Sabbath t-shirt, but there's a lot of ACDC. Yeah. All right, Matthew. Are we doing uh, four more with Matt? Bringing it home? Bringing it home to number 20. How close is that little dude with the gun? He's he's pretty far away. He's He's very far away. He's still in the parking lot. All right. Number 16. The first evidence of Disney's Marvel buyout, which film features a reworked version of a song from a Disney animated feature? Wow. Okay, let me think for a minute. Disney's buyout was after Hulk. And I'm trying to remember if the first Avenger was made by Marvel Studios under Disney. You're asking for the movie, right? Correct. I'm going to guess that it's uh, some kind of a Snow White or Jiminy Cricket thing in uh, the first Avenger. Um, I believe this is sung by James Spader. Uh, there's no Ooh, strings the, on the no strings. Age oh. of Ultron. Was yep. that Pinocchio? Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah. wow. The, the question being the first evidence of the buyout is interesting because I was like the fifth or sixth movie they made under disney but i think that's the first disney property that was that they would use and that's that's that was a good question yeah i remember that was that was like a huge part of the trailer that was like Mm. pretty much like the big part of it all right number 17 much like jarvis and friday the spider-man suit that tony gives peter parker in spider-man homecoming has an ai voice that runs it what name does peter give to that voice he spends all the weird alone time with her studying his web shooters in that uh, in the warehouse. I think he names her Karen. He names her Karen. That is correct. Was she voiced by Elson Bree? It doesn't say on the sheet. Okay, I think so. it might. I think that might be true. Ooh, that'd be a good deep cut thing to know. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Number eighteen, in the arc reactor that Tony Stark built to power the original Iron Man suit, what element did he need to construct it? Uh, he pulled it from the Stark warheads into the cell, and it eventually ended up poisoning him. Yes. Um, 
Okay, so it was super radioactive. My instinct was polonium because that's what uh, Putin punishes all or poisons all his supervillain victims with. But uh, I believe that it was iridium in this case. Uh, it was actually um, palladium. Palladium. It palladium. was right in between the two. Palladium, yeah. Yep. Man. Should let Jeff pronounce that one first. Uh, breaking news here. Um, it Neil is was not, wrong. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it was not Alison Brie for anyone uh, at home, keeping score at home. I it, figured I would have remembered that one. Yeah. it was a favor, It's a favorite of, of me and Ken. It's uh, Jennifer Connelly, yeah, Oscar you're, winner. You're not alone. I mean, I Oscar winner. Kind of no, she was in, uh, in the Ang Lee Hulk, one of the pre-Marvel Universe Hulks. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was. Nice little reference back to the the one that is uh, Eric Bana does not talk about ever. Yeah, they just made that basically because they were going to lose the character if they didn't make mm-hmm. a Hulk movie. Right? Yeah, same thing with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. That's why they kept making them, yeah. yeah. All right, 19. In Ant-Man, Scott Lang gets a job after he is released from prison and is fired after they learn of his criminal past. At what dessert specialty shop is he employed? Baskin-Robbins don't play, man. Yeah, Baskin-Robbins always, always finds out. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's Baskin-Robbins. And it does say they always find out. <laughs> All right. Um, the Fine. final question, number dun, 20. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, number 20. Which film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was the first to call the Infinity Stones by that name? It was in an, it was in an uncredit scene. That's a good one. Um, the first one I can remember... Uh, in the post credits is going to be uh, uh, when Sif and Volstag bring the Reality Stone as the Aether to the Collector at the end credits of Thor: The Dark World. They say it's not good to keep two Infinity Stones that close together. Yep, in one of the more or less talked about probably Marvel movies, it is Thor: The Dark World. I'm proud of myself. I knew that one. Wow. So since, since you're blazing through here, let's do uh, let's do two more quick ones, and we'll. Uh... We'll see if you can just get the, uh, what you only missed two, I believe, right? Two out of 20. Wow. All right. So two more. We'll see, uh, see if we could get you all the way to 20. Correct. I want to know which of the nine realms, uh, Loki comes from. Ooh, it's the land of the frost giants. It's, uh, Jotunheim. Jotunheim is correct. Good job. All right. Your final question. As of Avengers Infinity War, three characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, other than Tony Stark and James Rhodes have fired a weapon in an official Iron Man suit. I'd like you to name two or three if you can. Two for credit. Okay. Uh, So for sure, uh, Pepper does in Iron Man 3. He saves her with the suit, and then she gets a full suit uh, right toward the end. So I believe it's Pepper Potts is one, and uh, Bruce Banner's driving the, uh, the Veronica for the good chunk of Infinity War. And let me try and think on the third one. So... Obadiah Stane was not driving an official Iron Man suit. Uh, so, okay. Uh, I don't know if a war machine is considered an official Iron Man suit. I suppose it isn't. I was thinking well, it could said, have been one. We said that... other than uh, James Rhodes. Well, I'm thinking... But, but of, yes, in... I, I believe the uh, the war machine suit would be a Iron Man suit. So, if that's the case, I'm going to say when it's... Uh, uh, I don't know the dude's name. So in Iron Man 3, the Iron Patriot is what they're calling the war machine suit with the goofy paint job. And uh, the one extremist guy is uh, driving it for a while, and then he ends up putting the president in it, uh, William Sadler. And uh, so it's got to be one of those two guys. And I think that it is the bad extremist guy. I don't know the actor or the character's name. 
Okay, well, the uh, third answer, you got the first two right. The third answer I have is actually uh, Natasha Romanoff in the Mm. Iron Man 2 party scene. Oh, so, okay, cool. When Mm. Ultron is coming after them, interesting. Yeah, well, you still got credit for the question. That makes uh, 20 out of 22. Let's see what Tom Cruise has to say. Yeah, he didn't even show up today. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't clock in. Um, that was a very, very impressive uh, performance there, Dustin. My strategy was just to hide up on a high shelf where Tom Cruise and his gun could never <laughs> see or find me. Well, it seemed to have worked. Um, I thought maybe you put the uh, the Ant Man suit on, disappeared out of sight. <laughs> I thought that's what he did when he started his movie career. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Man, hot take. That explains why he got stuck at three quarter size. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, thank you to uh, Tim Evans again, Quiz Mercenary. Four or five tops. <laughs> for those questions as Tom Cruise's uh, height keeps shrinking. Um, so, Dustin, um, before you tell us where people can find you and your art one more time, uh, what are your top three Marvel movies so far that have been released? Um, like I said, uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, Winter Soldier is my favorite of the Captain Americas. It's definitely in the top three total. I just love Black Panther to death. And... Uh, for like sheer, I can't stop watching it lately. I'm gonna actually say, Guardians two. Mm, I right. may, I may in the long run like one better, but I've just it's the uh, the Aero Ballet scene. Um, oh yes, come, come yeah. a little bit closer. I I've watched that fifty times. I just love the cinematography and the strut. I always pick Thor Ragnarok in my top three. That one's plus. Uh, yeah, plus I just the, rewatched the, it the other day. It's it's really good. The Jimmy Urine cameo from uh, Mindless Self Indulgence. Right. There are there are occasions in the MCU lately where it's like they'll have a serious scene and then they'll break it up by making it funny. And the the one where it didn't annoy me at all was Ragnarok, and they do that constantly mm-hmm. at Ragnarok. That's because it was a buddy comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I liked I liked the way that Ragnarok was written and kind of treated more like it in the Guardians vein of funny. But yeah, the. Uh, I love the Jimmy Urin cameo and the Tom Morello cameo in the first Iron Man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Killing in the uh, name well, of the yeah. Ten Rings. <laughs> yeah, we, we love that cameo too. Um, so uh, where can people find you uh, once again? Um, it's DustinResh.com, which is, I know, worth spelling because it's not like Tom Cruise, an easy name to spell. So uh, D-U-S-T-I-N-R-E-S-C-H.com. And uh, that will lead you to my myriad different sites and social media accounts and the Dustin illustration dot is where all my superhero stuff is. And then, uh, yeah, just follow the links around. Wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, thanks again for joining us. just want to thank the gentleman for joining me in the studio and, uh, with a snap of my fingers and, uh, we'll see who makes it. That was triviality. Oh, oh, Ken, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. Hold me, Mr. Stark. Hold me. The Chitauri are coming. Nothing will change that. What have I to fear? The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Yes. I've met them. Yeah. Takes us a while to get any traction, I'll give you that one. But let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod. A super soldier, a living legend who kind of lives up to the legend. A man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. 
That was the plan. Not a great plan. When they come, and they will, they'll come for you. I have an army. We have a Hulk. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.